FMX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thank you to Fly Racing, man. Fly Racing USA on social media, flyracing.com for more information. Big 2024 gear release coming up this Friday before Washugo as well. So stay tuned to my social channels or Fly Racing social channels to learn more about that. And uh, love the stuff. Great company, great guys. Formula Helmet as well. Big things coming from those guys when comes to the Formula Helmet. So thank you to folks at Fly Racing, man, for coming on board. Maxxis Tires as well. Mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires. They got soft to intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain tires as well. Now they got a paddle tire shop. Maxxis.com for more information. Uh, it's a gift from the Maxxis Science Nerds to you people. So please check out Maxxis.com uh, for more information on the stuff that uh, works really well. So thank you to those guys. And Renthal, of course. Grips, chains, sprockets, bars, they've got it all made over there in the U.K. to the highest of specs and uh, the most, uh, uh, the most, I guess, the most R&D you've ever seen from a company when it comes to this kind of products. And a uh, great website as well. They've got a dealer locator. They have a, a bar bend chart, of course, on there as well if you want to see what bar bend you want, what bar bend you need, what comes stock, etc. So check out Renthal.com for more information. Mountain bikes, carbon and aluminum bars, stems, of course. Renthal.com. We'll tell you more about Cobo Links and Motorsport.com later on. But for now, here's JT Weege and I talking Millville. And now to talk about Millville and more here on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Let's uh, let's get a couple of gentlemen who were involved in the television broadcast of said race. Not nearly as good as the Racer X post race show that I was able to, to go on. Uh, it's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah, I'm actually home. Uh, big moment here. We might actually have good audio clarity for the first time in months. So congratulations, everybody. Yeah, it's 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 getting uh, – the listeners are getting irate, Weege. I'm just saying. Yeah, so I've heard there's uh, only so much I can do. Um, Sunday night is not conducive to family time, but is when we've decided to do this pod. So it's usually um, picking who you want to screw over, family or fans. Okay. And um, how about 50-50? All right, sounds good. Fly Racing, Fly Racing USA on social media. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. I would like to, to uh, propose we revisit the uh, podcast timing at some point. Not necessarily during this podcast, but I think it's uh, we, we should revisit the options and just see what we can pull off in the future. That's possible. All right. Yep. Well, uh, no. 
No. Oh, no. It's just a hard no. Like, no. we can't even oh, talk about can't. it, actually. Well, oh. um, you guys are doing your dumb show Monday morning a, a few times. You guys are doing your, your show on Monday morning a few times. So yeah, that, we're that, done by, like, I don't know, 9 o'clock your time in the morning. Yeah, so that doesn't really work. Oh, so you're, nope. you're going to do it at – you're going to be up and ready before 9 a.m. to do the Yeah, podcast. I have been. Absolutely. No bullshit. That is a go, absolutely. When we've had to do it Monday, I, I've done it. I've got up, gotten up early and done it. I'm just That's... saying, as a regular timing, you were not. Yes. You would not be up for that. No shot. Okay. We, uh, it is unfortunate that we have a show uh, Monday morning that we do. So, Steve, would you be able to do it Monday night? Uh, yeah. Well, by Monday night, the race has been over for two days. I think our listeners would be. They get pissed when it's not up Sunday night. So. Oh, oh so you, oh, you're going to no do point. a full five-hour show. I, I I am trying to keep the listeners happy. That's what I'm trying to do. They like this podcast Monday morning when they wake up. I just I just want to, I would like to uh, post the uh, point that you're saying that a show on Monday night is pointless. Yes, yes. and that is the we, the uh, whole essence of your career. We is a Monday night show. We do not review individual races on the Pulpo Mech show on Monday oh, night. You don't talk about the race for that reason. Oh. We do not. We. We have guests oh, wow. on. We we talk about the series. We talk about Chick Fil A. We talk about a lot of things. We do not individually review the races as we do on this. You, you don't review the race on your show. No, not like this. Oh, okay. Not okay. like this. I, I guess it. you're a new right. listener. I don't know. I guess you're a new listener. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's never any talk of the red the prior race. Never. You're off track here, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that. Weed, you uh, also weed. You uh, speaking of family. Uh, we'll touch on this at the end, but your uh, yeah, your wife had to take the the boy out to a race or a ride or something. So uh, yeah, I had to take him to the track yesterday for a birthday party at a motocross track. Um, I was not there; I was at Spring Creek. So uh, we'll talk about that, and I'll even talk about um, my family trip that took place starting before Southwick, and my daughter broke her foot immediately, uh, twenty four hours into the trip, and how much money it cost me to not be able to do a lot. So uh, we'll get into that maybe yeah. at the end. Yeah. Uh, all right, Millville, Lawrence Brothers win again. Um, people weren't really happy with the track. Uh, some of the track prep issues going on. Uh, I, I've long said it's the best track in the series. Uh, I'll stand by that. Although I didn't like some of the changes they made necessarily. Um, I didn't, wasn't a fan of everything they, they changed up. But uh, generally, yeah, it's a great track. But it is weird. Like you, We, we were talking about this uh, on the um, after the race. And like you disc it up and you rip it deep and you water the crap out of it and you get all these ruts and and people don't like that. You get stuck in it and it's rut cross and you know sometimes it's it's the speeds are slower so not doesn't look as much as as much as happening out there. And then other wait tracks- a minute, hold on. I am with you on that, but I have never ever heard that anyone was trying to make the tracks faster because it looks cooler. No, no, no. I'm just saying from a from watching the racing, like sitting on your couch watching racing. Oh. Like just I mean, that might be true, but I've never heard that anyone complain about that. They just complain, you know, you can't pass because you're locked in your yeah. rut. You can't yeah. slide inside to outside and block pass in corners, which leads to your next point. So go ahead and yeah, tell me the other so, side. So the, the next point is is the tracks uh, don't get ripped as deep, uh, don't get uh, watered as much, and you can move around more and more. This is something we've done more recently in the last few years. And yeah. riders like Dylan Ferrandez doesn't like that um, either. Um, and, and, you know, Millville is tough to pass on. So Dylan kind of ripped into the track. And, and I honestly, I, I talked to some riders, too, that weren't – they thought it was weird. They thought the the track was different than usual Millville. I don't know if it really was. But, but yeah, it, it like, we're just the, the age-old question. 
is just how to prep a track and what makes for good it's, racing. It's, listen, there, you can do whatever you want. They're never going to like it. Well, you can go find – you'll be able to find somebody that doesn't like it. That, that, is my, that is my opinion. I've seen every track in every possible condition, and then I always hear about somebody saying the track sucks. Well, it all depends Always. on how the rider did that day. It's 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 amazing that these riders they cannot look past their own results and how they did that day, on how they like the track. It's it's uh, so yeah that that has a lot to do with it too on how they did that day. And it's just like, man, like I don't weed you you probably heard some griping too, you know afterwards. The only thing I actually heard was the um, Ferrandis comments, which were very pointed. And remember, Ferrandis is like that with everything. You know what I mean? Like it sounds. He literally used the words dangerous and guys are getting hurt because the track's too fast. But you have to remember, like, everything Ferrandez says is pretty jarring. Like, he's so brutally honest. And I think, A, that's because of how we've learned a lot of the European riders are. They just tell you what they think. And, B, I don't think they even have the nu- the, the nuance to the language to soften it. It's just, they just say it, right? Um, so I did not hear it from a variety of people. But Ferrandez certainly was not happy. And, honestly, I'm fine with him having that opinion the only part that always bothers me about it is um, there is, and this is certainly more than just racing. This is the entire world we live in. A lot of times things are done for a reason. So if the reason that the tracks get faster is because people complained that they weren't rut, they don't want rut cross, I'm like, so I just want everyone to know this isn't because people are morons or idiots or don't know how to do their job or they're stupid or they're masochists. It's because, well, we did this and people said they didn't like that. So then we tried to adjust, and now you don't like this. It's most things you're never going to win. Exactly, you're never going to win. You're never going to win. Exactly. It's not because people. It's not because there's one easy, simple, everyone agrees with the right answer, and it didn't happen because people are idiots. It's because you're never going to win no matter what you do. That's the problem. I I don't. I don't want this to come across as I that I disagree with Ferrandis or whatever. It's just no. He might be right. It's an opinionated response. So. Everybody likes different things. Everybody thinks a track should be a certain way, and it's never going to change. Like I've, I've heard from all sorts of people, they add mulch to it. They hate that. But then when I raced with mulch, I didn't mind it. Like I thought it actually added traction and kept it from getting a really hard base. Like I don't know, man. I, I'm not saying that anybody's wrong. It's just like an opinion with anything. But to blanket statement things, I think is always going to be dangerous. You just have to look at it through the lens of, well, this person didn't like it, but I could, I promise you, I could go find somebody that was like, yeah, the track's pretty sweet today. Yeah, I must have talked to a few more guys than you did. I definitely heard more complaining about the track a little bit. Um, about no, I'm, I'm not saying that people didn't feel a certain way. I'm just saying it's never going to be. Everybody thinks the track sucks. Like it's just never. Yeah. That's never going to happen. You know. Like no matter what, no matter what you do to it. Yeah. They might not be wrong. Like this opinion that it wasn't deep enough was probably correct. I'm not railing against the opinion. It's just the problem is to fix it. Then you do something else that some people also don't like. So I just want people to always understand the degree of difficulty in getting it right. So hold on. So my problem with that is not, not with you each, but that take is that they want it deeper, but then when it's deeper and it gets like, you know, you hear it's, it's a slot car track. Okay. Well, that's exactly. alternative. So that's what, what I mean. Want? Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm not saying they're wrong, but the track wasn't not deep enough, but then when you make it deeper, then people say, why did they make it so deep? So that's, that's the problem. Well, that's I, the problem. there's no way. And, and, and in, in this case, again, I'm going to stand up for my beloved Millville. Uh, it is tough to pass once you come down Mount Martin, uh, until you get to the mechanics area. And, if it was 
uh, ripped up deeper and had you know, more options, maybe there was more passing. I did talk to some riders that felt like they were just trapped behind a guy and, yep. you know, there was nowhere to go and it was sort of flowing because there was no ruts, um, it is harder hard to pass base. So, it's always been hard to pass So, you know, that, that that's some of it too, right? Um, but yeah, I just, I can, I just won't I have this. I was, out there, I was out there on the track a lot, right? Like I got to walk around it. I looked at it really closely. From my personal opinion, as a rider looking at, I didn't ride it, fair enough, but I was walking on it, right? And I've... I've been going to motocross tracks for 40 years. I know when tracks look good or they don't. I thought it looked pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I'm not saying everybody has to agree with that, but I've been to some really crappy racetracks before, and that was not that was not a crappy racetrack. Um. All right. Yeah. I just I'm not going to stand for this uh, Millville slander. Uh, no, it's fine. It's opinion. It's it's always going to be that way. Well, remember, none of this is a complaint about the dirt or the layout. It's just the track prep. So the things yep. that we like about the Millville track are not disqualified here. The layout is still cool. Um, but, you know, Ferrandis was literally saying, the seven years I raced this track, this was the worst track prep. So it's not saying Millville yep. sucks. It's the way they prepped it sucks. Which they do have a problem with ripping it that deep. Their tractor, I guess, can't handle it. Um, no, that's not true. I talked you, to uh, – Okay. So I, well, I, I'm not – arguing with you i talked to alex martin about this specifically and he said they have two different discs one is a red one and one is a yellow one i don't know why he got so specific on those but that's what they have one goes much deeper than the other and if you don't use the deeper one you get harder less ruddy conditions and, and he was pleading with them to use the deeper one so they do have the capability of ripping it is, is all my only point Okay, I, I talked to Alex Martin. He told me that if they drop the ripper all the way down, their tractor they have doesn't have enough horsepower to rip it as deep as they want it to be. Okay. Literally, from well, Alex also. I, well. I There's a red and yellow. Because Shane Schaefer, I believe, was doing the track work. Yeah. And he told me he was pleading with Shane to use the deep one. So either either way, whatever. Right. Um, but anyways, all right. Uh, well, if you... Look at this race years from now, uh, Weege. You will see that Jet Lawrence led every lap uh, and went 1-1 one, one on yep. the day. And Chase Sexton went 2-2. Two, two, and you might just be like, well, well it was a uh, you know, boring race. Uh, but, oh, no, it was anything but that. Uh, Sexton, this was the best we've seen Sexton since Paula. Uh, fell in both motos. Uh, fell in the first one and still caught and was all over Jet. Second one as well until he fell. Uh, it was a really, really good race. It was uh, It was exciting to watch. I thought Chase was going to get him in Moto One. I was like, "Well, he caught him. He's going faster, and he's going to get him." And and full props to Jet. Uh, he held him off, but uh, great race between both guys. Yeah, it really was, and uh, it's an encouraging sign because, dude, the first practice uh, Jet was four seconds faster than everybody else. I don't think Sexton was even second. No, he wasn't. Um, no, no. Uh, it got closer in the second session. So you know, you got to sometimes take. Uh, an asterisk on any qualifying times because I don't know maybe Sexton just didn't even get a good lap in because obviously he was way closer the second time and then the first moto I was like what is going on because he was reeling him in and this was this was the first clarification maybe since that second moto Appella this was not Jet managing it like you don't manage a gap down to he's right on my rear wheel like he he caught him and um, actually on the show I think RC was convinced it was over like Sexton had come from six seconds down or something and passed a bunch of guys. I think RC even thought it was done. Like he was just going to get the moto win. 
Um, Lapras didn't help. And something that Sexton was doing wrong in the sand was not helping. He would lose like a second and a half there. Then he was so slow. In. He was so slow in that first, like, you go the over the tabletops, part. go over the yeah. single, and it goes like right, left. Yeah. Jet was so I try I tried to explain it on the pre on the pre moto report. I didn't do a very good job of it, but Jet was so much faster in wheeling across him as they bended left, like which is insanely hard to do, right? You're turned, you're leaned at an angle, which we've maybe there's something to that where Stu and Ricky have been talking about how much more comfortable Jet is at a lean angle going fast. So maybe that's something to it where Chase wasn't as comfortable leaned over there, but Jet was killing him killing him through there, especially in the first moto. I mean, we saw it every lap. Like, he would pull, I don't know, a second and a half just in, in the same loops there. Yeah, it was like four laps in a row, and then Sexton would make all that ground back up, and by the time they'd get there, he'd lose it again. But anyway, yes, you're absolutely right, Steve. That was the best challenge we've seen from Sexton since Powell won. And it is funny how the sport evolves so quickly, where we see Sexton come back for Red Bud and Southwick. He's not close. Like, he's not beating him in any of those motos, for sure. Southwick was even probably further off than Red, but I, maybe you can make that argument. And then I think it quickly turns to, like, yeah, this is it. Like, he might not be able to beat him uh, ever. And this could be the way it is for the next eight years or ten years. And at the same time, Sexton's probably like, wait, I was at Pala. I didn't even feel great, and I did run with him. And I'm coming back from a month off. Like, give me a chance here. But in the moment, when you hear that, you know, Southwick is saying, like, I'm just trying to get back to where I was last year. You know, it's just so hard to not have recency bias. Like, you see him get beat bad at Southwick, and it just seems like, yeah, man, he's got nothing for it. But he's saying, I'm coming back from a month off. So maybe he is going to keep progressing and yeah. can get back to where he was at Pala, which at Pala, I mean, that was just a straight-up duel. That wasn't, yeah. you know, um, you know, Jet. They were going as fast as they could, I think, you know, reasonably, not over their head, and they were pretty close. So maybe we're just going to see more of that it's just so funny, though. It's so hard when you see it, Red Bud and Southwick, to think, oh, yeah, but we're a week <laughs> away from Sexton matching. Well, it, that, that, that leads me into our 250 conversation with Hayden Deegan, which we'll, we'll table that later. But, uh, yeah, that's it's the same thing. Like, how, you know, he won Red Bud, and Millville's not far off of that. And then you're like, wait, he's so far off today. Well, we'll, we'll get into that more. Um, I, watched the, I watched practice from the Sand Whoops both sessions out from there and they were really different um i did i have not watched the race back on tv yet uh but guys were telling me the second moto the whoops were brutal um i felt it, it looked to me in practice like jet was really getting over them maybe the best out of everybody uh and that was pretty, oh, yeah. it was pretty easy to see and so yeah he had that section nailed pretty pretty good all day long um but yeah they were brutal the second moto the guys were saying how much bigger they were so yeah the uh i was gonna just Piggyback off of what we just saying, Chase was so pissed after the second moto. Oh my god! Like right when you come in, you know it's just raw emotion. He was so angry. Uh, I, I think he felt like he could win, and yeah. who knows, right? Like, but man, he was pissed. So uh, I kind of did my report after on the post race show, basically telling him like, "Hey, man, I, I, you know, I'm not telling him this, but my perspective is just like I know you're really, really angry." But it's close, right? Like, use this anger to keep fueling you to improve, but you're right there. Like, your speed was there, and I think even Jet was like, oh, wow, yeah, you're. it's close. Like, yeah. this is not something I ha I can fight at all up until this weekend. And, and I think Chase showed him 
a little bit of something this weekend. Yeah, it was great to watch. Great, great, like, you know, just really interesting to watch both guys battle a little bit. And Weege, uh, Chase said that he uh, got roosted and kind of lost the line. Yeah, so Moto2 is pretty interesting. I didn't realize this, um, and I'm bummed that we didn't know, but so – because in that first moto, Sexton was eating him up in the non-sand sections. Jet was way better in the sand, and Sexton was catching him on the other half of the track. So Jet went to the intermediate tire for the second moto, and they actually were being pretty jovial with each other in the press conference. Sexton saying, like, yeah, I actually kind of laughed because we were side-by-side side coming out of the start, and like we both knew I was just going to blow by him because I had the sand tire, which is so much better off the start, and all those sections you know, near the start. Um, but then Sexton said he went into that turn between the two sets of whoops and was like, oh, it's soft. I'll be good. And there wasn't any traction. <laughs> um, so I didn't know that we had a Santire, non-Santire battle brewing uh, for Moto2 that we didn't get to see. So he said well, remember, that Jet almost... What, we that? talked about this on... Jet talked about it on the podium. Basically yeah. said that on the first Moto podium, first moto, saying yeah. like he wasn't thrilled with the tire, he thought he might have changed. And then that's what yeah. led to the halftime show of like him telling Hunter, like, Hey, you need to get off that scoop tire and try something different. And then Hunter was like, no, I'm going back to it after the parade yeah. lap. So we did have a little bit of a, a little bit of foreshadowing that jet was going to go away from it. Yeah. We, we nailed the Hunter part uh, for sure. Uh, but I kept pressing Bondo. I'm like, but what is jet going to do? in the second 450 auto. And he's like, well, we just saw Hunter switch. And I'm like, I know we reported on that. I want the jet part. And I, I th- ideally I could, I was doing the sand report on the whoops, right? I, you aren't over there. I right. been down there. Right. Yeah. But yeah, normally give us a there. little bit of insight that he was probably going away from it on the podium. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like it was headed that direction from his comments. Yeah. Anyway, Sexton said that jet made a mistake over the, either the finish line jump or one of the jumps around there. Right and after got right it. Behind yeah. Him. Right after it. And then, uh, did you see that? Steve? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he, Sexton's like, oh, it was pretty big. Yeah, it, it was. He came right off the bike and kind of like sat back down on it and lost his front end. And yeah, it was it was close. Right. So then Chase was right behind him in that right hander after the mechanics, and he said he just couldn't see, and he went over the rut and he was down. But yeah, I mean, that's your point, JT. Like, there's no doubt Sexton after Moto One is like, oh, if I don't fall, I win this moto. If I can, and then I hole shot the second moto, I should definitely have won. Uh, and he doesn't. Now, the one thing we'll never know is maybe Jet just fixed whatever was slowing him up in Moto 1, and he was going to win anyway. I don't want to just assume uh, that Sexton was going to win. But if you are Sexton, you definitely do think that. That's what you have to think. Yeah, the only thing I'll pose there, and, and obviously Chase was amazing in that first Moto, but he, in the end, wasn't able to get by him and win. And let's count how many times... That scenario has played out over the course of Jet's career. Somebody's going really fast. They close the gap. We all get excited, and then nothing happens. So I'm not saying this was exactly like all of those times, but in the end, it was just like all of those times. Like it was <laughs> the same end result. And and I know maybe this one was a little different because Chase. It felt like Chase had more. And even when Ricky was like, "No, he's going to get him," I'm like, "I understand why you're saying that, but." I, I want to see it because I've seen this scenario happen time and time and time and time again. And then it's just like Jet finds a way. Jet finds a way to hold him off and manages the race and gets to the finish line first somehow. 
Yeah, I agree. So I don't want to assume that Sexton does win Moto2 if he doesn't have that crash. But it's fair to say that Chase himself does feel like I let that one get away, which is a fair, you know, the data he has from Moto1. And he had the whole shot. I mean, that's believable. I, neither person is wrong in this situation. But that's what makes it cool. This yeah. is the first time we've been able to have a discussion like this since leaving the first round. Yeah, it's going to be great this weekend watch Hugel, another track where – you know, you kind of got to watch it. You can't be full throttle. You got to tiptoe around a little bit. I think the guys are going to be really close. I think we're going to see a Tomac-Sexton type of race between Jet and yeah. Sexton this, this weekend, right? Um, I don't think it's a great track for Jet. I, I don't yeah. – like, I'm not saying he won't go 1-1 again. I, I know better than to do that. But I don't think this is one where he's, like, thrilled going in. Like, I don't think he, his confidence is at an all-time high about yeah. this racetrack. That's going to be great. Um all right, Dylan Ferrandis, uh, 5-3, AP, 4-4. They were in battles all day long. Uh, AP can finally ride during the week, he said, from his back injury. And, um, you know, he's a little bit bummed that Dylan got him. But, uh, but yeah, they were, they were in a battle royale pretty much all day long. It was, uh, it was good to see Dylan came up from the back in the first moto. Uh, and uh, in the second moto, I think there was, uh, it was uh, Ferrandis, AP, and AC for a while. And then I think Masterpool was in the mix. It was a real... F- Three or four man battle. It was great to watch. Uh, the guys were super close. So, uh, but Dylan, they, get, Dylan gets third overall. They were great. My and and this is not fair to them because I know how good they're riding and all, all those things. But when Chase went down at the end of the first moto, I looked at the clock. I'm like, oh, is he going to get past? And I'm like, oh no, he's they're 47 seconds ahead of third. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god! Like I I was so locked into that battle. I didn't even care or look at how far ahead. And I'm like, 47 seconds. Holy crap. Like, that just shows you the level they were on. Because it's not like Ferrandis and those guys are riding around. Anderson, like, they were pushing as hard as they could possibly go. And they're that far behind. Yeah. No. It, it, yes. Agree. The um, But, yeah, Dylan. Dylan third overall. Uh, AP was better. We, you know, we talked about how he was 40 seconds back at Southwick and – not stoked on that. So, um, yeah, we kind of thought Dylan was breaking away, but now we'll see. Maybe AP, now that he's riding again, um, can get back get back in the mix. AC said his arms uh, were an issue again. Kind of a broken record for him. Good starts for him. Good starts for for Adam. And, uh, yeah, his arms were an issue again, 7-5 on the day. I mean, I like Weege, like I don't even go talk to him after the race. I don't even try to find him. I don't think he's got much to say. <laughs> You know? No, I don't. I mean, I saw uh, him and Sexton hanging out after the race, and I was shooting weed show. But I'm like, Sexton did the press conference, and I always respect it. I'm like, they did. He did his part. He did his media obligation. And I'm like, yeah. What? What am I going to ask Adam at this point? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's tired of feeling it, saying it, knowing it. Um, it's got to be one of the most frustrating things you could ever deal with. Where pretty much every race he's probably riding at, you know, I don't yeah. know what the number would be. Yeah. He's probably riding seventy no, percent every weekend. The hardest part of to me is nobody can see it. Like it, it's not like it's this visual injury. But yeah. we, all we can see is what happens to his results. That's all we can see. Yeah, and that part is obvious. Like when it goes, yep. his riding changes instantly. Yeah, I wonder if he ever gets it back. Like uh, who knows? It's been a long time now, and it's been yeah. bugging him for a, for a year or so. And um, you know, he's done stem cell stuff. He's had surgeries. I don't know. Maybe he is just resigned to being a five to ten guy, indoors and out. You know, and hanging on. Do you race. think? Do you think after next season he's he's racing anymore? 
Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. If it's like I this. Just yeah. like this, Steve. I'll I be still, surprised. I, I'll I be still surprised think, if yeah. if it's still like this after the end of twenty four, I could see him stepping away. Okay. I'm with JT on it. I just feel like the guys at that level going to the race every weekend knowing, yep, I'm not gonna be able to ride about potential again and I'm gonna get beat again. That's a lot to just stare that in the mirror every weekend. Um, all right. Master Pool sixth. Uh, eight six on the day for Ty. He crashed in Moto One, I think, and went down. Moto Two, what? Did he? Moto One. I think he tipped over in Moto One. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, eight six on the day. We did have a good conversation with his dad afterwards, Weege, uh, after the after the day was over. So kind of explaining a little bit of uh, just their side of things. You know, we've I've talked about. Uh, you know, some teams that tie and, and has burned through and, you know, I think teams are a little wary. So his dad, you know, pulled us aside and kind of told us his side of things. And, yeah, so we got a little bit better take on what has happened with Ty and, and Jerry, the dad, over the years on the different teams. So, Yeah, it was good. And I interviewed uh, Ty and his dad like two or three weeks ago for a magazine story I'm working on mm-hmm. and just for the general knowledge of television and this show and all that. And, um, yeah, it's – I think from your perspective, you're just saying like, look, when you end up with someone who's clearly good, clearly is talent and keeps ending up on a team and then off a team, it just seems weird. Something must be up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think, you know, and I think, uh, you know, they're modest people or yeah, they, they're modest or humble. Um, the, I can barely get the parents to tell me how successful they were in their previous lives. Um, says I finally got his mom to admit this weekend that she's like, yeah, I'm, former world champion in snowboarding probably have 30 national championships and i'm like okay that's insane <laughs> okay. yeah um the the company burton like the snowboard company that i'm sure yeah. everybody's heard of yeah she was basically ground floor of that like one of their first oh, athletes 1987 snowboarding i didn't even know it existed at the time hmm. so she is like iconic like that's what is but the parents don't want to talk about it they're here for their kids they're not here to brag and partially because of that i mean they've been around at the races for years steve he's never come up to you and said like let me tell you our deal right no, I've talked to him, though, uh, here and there over the years. But, yeah, never like Here this. and there, yeah. right. But, yeah. like, there are some dads who are trying to sell you on their angle on everything yeah. all the time. Yeah, true. Uh, I mean, it's, but to be fair, has John Tomac ever talked to you about racing mountain bikes? Like, and told you all about it? Cause he did, never to me. Ever. Like, never, like, this is what I did. Like, not once. Well, I don't even mean that. No, you're right. He does not. Um, and I don't even really mean their background and their success. But, like... As soon as something goes sideways, there are some parents or agents or whoever is involved with a rider that immediately are, like, trying to put their spin on the situation. And this is just not what they've ever done. Like, this year, he was on the Bar X team, and the Bar X team just said, we've parted ways. It's not like that they went out of their way to, like, get the word out of, like, right, here's right. our side of the story, you know? So this is probably overdue, really. And it's it's not like Ty has burned through teams after a year. It's like short stints. It's like not he doesn't last the year. Like so, you know. I always got uh, I always got the uh the feeling that they wanted to leave. And maybe that's wrong. I'm assuming. So that could be a hundred percent mistaken. But I always felt like they were just like, No, this isn't working for us. We're we're gonna leave. Yeah. Maybe uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh time anyway, cool. six. They're, they're yeah. good people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh good job for Ty. He was second in that first practice, by the way, too. So um 
March Banks had two good motos. He's had some bike issues um, here and there. And today, uh, or Millville, he didn't have any bike issues. But he was sick kind of during the week. And then he's got asthma. And he said he was really feeling it in the second moto. Because uh, he, he was fifth. Tired. Yeah, he was fifth uh, for a long time, I think, in moto two. And eventually ended up eighth. And, yeah, he just said kind of like that's what it is. He, he knew he knew he, he knew it was going to be a bit of a struggle. And he wasn't going to try to weed himself keeping those guys behind him. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't I, – I shouldn't say – tired because i don't know physical ailments that are going on i'm just saying what it looked like and it he just looked tired and i'm sure it wasn't that because i've seen him be really strong at the end of motos but there was something going on no question grant harlan nine seven hawaii zone good job he did not look tired nope he did not (laughs) he's unbelievable it's unbelievable this is just what you're getting from grant harlan all year yeah yeah for sure he uh yeah he was great um Yep. Freddie Noren put two motos together, uh, but his starts were garbage. He had come up from the back in both motos. Uh, Larry Brooks, again, threatened physical violence on him if he doesn't get better starts. That was from a physical violence from testing a few weeks ago as well, Weege, right? There's been two. Well, it started, yeah, I'll yeah. punch you in the head if you don't test. Yeah. And uh, then what Larry said, if he doesn't get better starts, he will murder him. Yeah. I believe. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so he might not be around Yeah. long. I don't uh, know if murdering him will help starts. I don't know. Well, what good is he if he can't get starts? What, what, why do we need him around, I guess? Freddie rode good, though. He came up uh, 20th uh, to 10th in Moto1 and 13th to 9th in Moto2. That's after the first lap, of course. There's just no way we know the actual positions off the start. Uh, all, J- I, all I want to talk about is Chiz passing Nicoletti. Oh, yeah. That's all I want to talk about. The only because guy. I was like, I, want, I could not believe it. I was watching Phil, and I wanted to see if I could – Physically see anger coming out of his helmet. The only guy older than Phil passes him from way back. Uh, Anderson, third overall, third in the first moto, I should say. That's really good. That was really surprising. He uh, he struggled a little bit at Southwick. Let's put it that way. He, he was a tad <laughs> tired at Second Southwick. Second moto. Second moto for sure. Um, yeah. But to see to, to see him come from there to uh, third, that's, that's, that's good. Uh, second moto, he had nowhere to go. I guess McElrath crashed right in front of him. Again, I didn't watch the, the race yet. McElrath crashed right in front of him, took him out. Um, so it was, oh, a, it was bad. It was a DNF, yeah. Uh, but that third, that's there we go. There we yep. go. There's something to build on. Yeah, I talked to him um, after practice. Uh, just I thought we'd have a laugh about how tired he looked in that second moto at Southwick. But he honestly put it more like he was getting tired and he just gave up and is just like, I could run myself completely to the ground here to try to salvage 10th. And he's like, what's the difference? I might as well just cruise and not kill myself so I don't ruin the rest of the week and set myself back. And uh, he's like, I'm not going to die to get 10th. I'll just take 14th instead. And then he even made the joke. He's like, now Phil Phil wanted to go by. And he's like, if Phil wants to go by and completely empty the tank just to crash into a tree on the last lap, he can go have it. And I'm like, I didn't even know Anderson knew who Phil was. Like, I was impressed that, mm. that Anderson <laughs> knew, no, Phil- knew enough about how Phil's race went. Yeah, Phil said they um, were texting last week. Yeah. Yeah. He said that too. Then he's like, then I texted him, and he's, I'm like, my anchor was heavier than yours, and I'm like, wait, you text Phil? I was shocked. <laughs> um, but it worked. Like, I guess basically he like waved the flag at Southwick and just said, I'm just gonna let dudes pass me. I don't care. I don't need to die on this racetrack. And then he was able to ride Tuesday and Wednesday like a normal week, and then clearly was rested up enough to ride pretty well. Because, yeah, Steve, you mentioned it too. A bunch of riders told me that they were not recovered fully yeah. from Southwick. Yep. Yeah, I definitely heard that throughout the pits. Even, like, not guys who did shitty at the end of the day, like in the middle of the day or after practice or 
whatever. I heard from I'm just yeah, I'm struggling. Yeah. So it was a real thing, I think, for a lot of guys um from yeah. from, from the wick. But yeah, third place for Anderson, that's good. They can they can they can work with speed. They can work with that. Um Boutron. Eleventh. Boutron qualified thirtieth. This has been a string of really bad qualifying times for Boutron. Uh, and then 15-10 in the motos. Uh, good job for him. He he didn't like mail. I told him it was – I did a podcast with him last week. I told him it was the best track on the circuit. And then after the race was over, he said, it is not. So <laughs> I was kind of bummed. The Jose Boutron and I couldn't continue bonding over that. But 15-10. Uh, the, the Wildcat Racing guys have a sponsor for this weekend as well. Title sponsor. Looking forward to we uh, talking about it on, on, on the broadcast. Oh, coming on? Yeah, it wasn't this weekend. Don't believe that's gonna get said. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a punk band named Racist Kramer, and uh, they are sponsoring the Wildcat Racing Team for Washougal. So uh, that's good. Good times. We have fun with that. I don't think we're gonna be saying it. No, I don't think it'll be. I don't think there'll be any fun nor fun. It'll just get completely glossed over. Um, yes, I'm sorry. The, the, um, to the team's credit, they actually asked. Um, they're not like expecting to be done. They actually asked, like, is yeah. this allowed to be said on TV? And they were like, it is not. So <laughs> it's not ruining the deal. They're still doing the deal anyway. But what I did find fun, Steve, is that a Boutron still running the Polk jersey. Yeah. Again. Yeah, I saw that. I got a few DMs on that, and then it was on TV. Um, and then, yeah, yeah I get, I'm getting my money's worth. I don't know if Jose didn't know that. We'll just cut off the gear supply, and then that's all he'll have. Yeah, yeah, great. That's fantastic. <laughs> the wheels have fallen off Lorenzo, by the way, too. He got landed yeah, on, he said. On he got landed on, and he's jacked up with his shoulder, and it was bad at Southwick, and he was hoping to you know, put it together for Millville. But, yeah, it's not. he's not safe. He doesn't feel good. He doesn't have strength in it. So uh, Lorenzo was one, – at one point, Lorenzo was eighth in points uh, and looking really good, and uh, he has gone two crappy races in a row. I Did he even ride – he rode first moto. Yeah. Okay. Because I swear yeah. from my TV booth, I see where we happen to be situated between the start and the first turn. So I see like all the industry people, the team managers, mechanics, whatever, walk by me. And I'm like, wait, the moto just started. I swear that's LaCurcio just walking down the side of the track looking fine. Yeah. yeah. There was uh, only okay. 31 guys in moto two out there. It was wow. nine guys crashing or DNFing or, you know, getting out after two laps or three laps or whatever. It was like a parade in the mechanics area because that's where I watched the race from, right there in that tower. And it was just a parade of dudes in the in the mechanics area. So by the I end, saw uh, at this race one year, 18 guys finished. Yeah. I think it was 2000. Oh, man, it was a really hot year. Uh, maybe it was three. I don't know. 18 guys finished 250 moto yeah. one year. Uh, Boutron 11th, Chiz 12th, 14-11 for Chiz, 13, uh, our buddy Phil Nicoletti. Phil was, uh, Phil got a good start in second moto. He was right in the mix, but he, again, felt, felt drained from Southwick, and it showed in both motos. He, Phil doesn't usually go backwards. Phil's pretty strong, pretty good, but, um, this was not a good weekend for him. He was very angry in the post-race. He was upset about Chiz passing him. He he just didn't know what, but he, he said like it doesn't matter. I don't care who it is. I couldn't do anything. My legs were wobbly, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Jason Anderson maybe had a point about you know extending all his energy and then crashing into a tree because it it was still affecting Phil this weekend. <laughs> he was mad at Alex. He was mad at Alex for not ripping it too. Um, so right away in the morning he was in a, he was in a foul mood. 
I do enjoy that he found a way to get a dig in at Troll Train with the track prep. I just love that that I hadn't even put that together that he yeah. could yell at his friend yeah. over the track prep. That, that was I, I should have known that was coming. He said Alex texted him in a group text and said, Boys, it's deep. And then he got out there and he was like, WTF? Are you talking about Alex? <laughs> so I don't know. Thirteen twelve for Phil. Which I guess considering how much he went backwards, it's not bad. Right? His standards are still pretty high. His yeah. standards are still pretty high, which I guess is cool. Like he expects a lot of himself. You know, I think a lot of this is he's coming back from an injury, right? But mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to want to use that as an excuse. I was watching the motos with uh, J Mart uh, most of the day. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Look oh, yeah. at you guys. Broing down. Broing down. down. Talk about the dealership or no? Yep. Yeah, talked about that a little bit. Uh, a lot of oh. off the record things as well. Um, he, we were looking at Phil and he's like, oh, filthy. Oh, he's looking tired. I go, I don't think Chiz gets him. I said, I think he stops the bleeding at Chiz. And then, like, dude, Chiz made up, like, I don't know, six seconds in a lap. And we're like, oh, no, nope, nope, Chiz is coming. So we were enjoying ourselves, laughing at our friend, physically struggling out there. So it's, oh, that's great. It's, it was yes. fantastic. Um, what else? Oh, Marcelisi did pretty well. 16-14 for Luca. He, he, the hitman. Uh, the hitman. He wasn't at Southwick. Well, he was at Southwick, but he didn't show up in Southwick, and I found out. He blew up his motor in the morning, and that was it. Oh. They had I no motor. what the hell happened. Yeah. So the hitman was not available at Southwick. But rebounded this nicely. Uh, first moto. Gun jammed. First moto, 32nd to 16th. So good job. Uh, McElrath came back. He's SMX. This is the SMX thing coming in into play. Yeah. So he bought a bike, uh, which I love to see. All these racers that don't have rides just sit there and say, I don't have a bike. I don't have a bike. Shane went and bought a bike, um, you know, rounded up some sponsors. Uh, Rick Ware's helping him a little bit stuff and all of that. And he got 11th in Moto 1. Not too bad. And the second Moto he went down in the sand whoops, and that was it. But, yeah, good job for Shane. Dude, I talked to him before practice. Um, like, his bike is as stock as stock gets. I think he had grips. I don't. The Yamahas don't come with ODI grip stock, right? No. Okay, so that was aftermarket, and he said he had a clutch in it, and that was it. I mean, the bars were stock. The suspension, it wasn't A-kit suspension. It was off the showroom floor suspension. The muffler was stock. And had graphics, grips, and a clutch, which I'm presuming is maybe just for, you know, the durability to get through the moto or maybe for yeah. starts or both. Yep. Um, that's unbelievable. I mean, he's riding on stock suspension, and... I just I use this all the time when people complain about the sport, and I'm like, bro, name me another motorsport where you can do this. Yeah, definitely. You went to a dealership, bought a bike, and raced it. Where else are you doing this? Four what strokes. Four strokes have hurt the racing, in my opinion, over the years, but they have not. They've what they've what they what they've done though is enable yeah the, to you be closer than ever to to a good bike, you know. Well, that must be why there's always the chorus of fans saying, "I love privateers," and for that reason, I love four strokes. You hear that all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yep, yep. A lot of love for that. A <laughs> lot of love for that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Henry Miller came back. I don't know what Henry was doing, but he was there. 12th and Moto 1, local guy. Uh, Jerry, JT, did you? Well, yeah, I did oh. talk to Miller. A lot okay. of these guys were not going to race before the first WSX round because he's a WSX guy also. Yep. Um, so I think the teams were scared they were going to get hurt. But now, dude, they have like, what, three months off. Oh, so he's going he's gonna to do more? 
than Melville? Well, oh. he's going to do as many as he can, but he got wanted in that crash with uh, McElrath and Anderson. So I'm not sure. I just went to his Instagram now. I'm not sure how he's doing now. Okay. He looked hurt, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, just from far away view, you know, we're making assumptions, but he did not look well. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry. Jerry. Jerry, lap and a half to go in Moto One. He was 13th or 15th or something, and he crashes in DNFs. Publix fantasy players everywhere. Uh, but he re- rebounded for 13th in Moto Two. Good job, Jerry. I would have put money on Jerry not starting Moto Two. He looked pretty pretty hurt in at that crash in Moto One. Uh, Anton Goal, uh, Swedish guy, MXGP guy, showed up last week. Uh, got heat stroke. Only did a Moto, or did he even finish the Moto last week? In Moto at Southwick, I think he did. Yeah, he did finish the Moto, and then he had heat stroke, and then this week he rebounded through some nice finishes, seventeen seventeen on the day. The Pope was after that. Jeremy Han, Morans, uh, yeah. Anything else? Four fifty wise. Ryder Floyd, that's his first race, first national, I think, twenty three twenty two, on the year. Derek Drake, the wheels have also fallen off Derek Drake. That's for sure. Uh, he is. Uh, he was really really good at the opening rounds and. Bike issues, crashes, uh, yeah, missed Southwick uh, with a back injury, and I don't know what happened here, but, yeah, Drake was struggling. So, Yeah, uh, I didn't get points, right? I got 20th in Moto2. Yep. Oh, 25-20. Yep, yeah, yeah. that. So, yep. um, yeah, bummer bummer deal for Derek Drake, who was doing so well to start the year. So, Oh, Moran's got points this time. He did it. Yeah. He got five points. He got 16th. Yep. I mean, this is another WSX deal. Yep. Um. Yeah, McElroy told me he was only going to race maybe the last two or something like that. But as he was looking at the points evolving, he's like, we got to get back earlier because the points are not going our direction. Probably because of Wildcat, honestly. I don't think anyone had Lucercio and uh, Boutron as they're going to bump me out uh, on the depth chart. <laughs> so these dudes are all coming back now. I just was bummed for poor Morans to go all the way to Southwick, race both motos, and go like 29-22 and get zero points out of it. So at least he got something this time. Yeah, I met uh, I met this Dawson Draycott guy, uh, Draycott, uh, after the race. He went 32-23. He's an older guy. He, he went to school. He's like some sort of engineer or something he was telling me. And he took like five oh, years off. Of, last year. Yeah, he go took, ahead. He took like yep. five years off of riding or something. And now yep. he's back, you know, trying to get back into it. But he was, as an amateur, he was, you know, around Sexton and all those guys, I guess he said. He raced with all those guys. And then, yeah, went to school. And now he's back. So cool story. Nice guy. Yeah. Uh, all right, 450 class, Millville, there we go. Uh, thank you to the folks, of course, at Cobolinks, motorsport.com. Cobolinks, Pulpamex is the code to save with Cobolinks. Get free shipping and a discount. It's a lowering suspension link from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha and uh, designed and built up there in Boise, Idaho. Thank you to Cobolinks, K-O-U-B-A, links.com for more information. You can get those direct from the website with the code, or you can also get them from motorsport.com. Uh, OEM and aftermarket parts, great return policy, uh, free shipping, everything over 79 bucks. They got tons of stuff in stock. They can reach you all across the country. It's the number one online ordering spot for motorcycle parts, OEM and aftermarket. Great, guys. They're giving away a YZ250 uh, two-stroke, I believe, as well, for the Nationals. So the big thing's coming from uh, the motorsport.com guy. Motorsport.com guys. So we thanks uh, we thank those guys for coming on board. Of course, Renthal and Maxis, I told you about off the top. And Fly Racing at Fly Racing USA on social. Uh Fly Racing Zone. Uh Jose Butron out there rocking the gear. Uh, I like that stuff he was wearing, JT. That's my favorite look, I think, of this past year. 
the red blue stuff. Yeah, it looks great. Mesh stuff, yeah. Yeah, looks really good. Yep. Uh, so thank you to 24, the folks. 24 at Washougal. Yeah, 20, 24 launching in Washougal uh, Friday, right? We'll have it on Friday on socials and everything, yep. right? Yep. yep. So yep. big weekend for the Fly Racing guys coming up. And also, Weege, Onyx Maps? Yeah, Onyx Maps has uh, almost 600,000 miles of trails mapped out. So uh, if your family's summer activities include hiking in the mountains of Maine and not taking a beach or a Disney World vacation like most, uh, it's really going to come in handy because you don't always have cell phone service in the best places that you want to hike or explore or ride dirt bikes or mountain bikes or hunt or whatever it might be. So Onyx Maps has got covered. You can actually download the maps. They have notes from people that are into the hobbies you are, like riding. They'll tell you about what the trails are actually like and if they're open, public and private land. So check it out onxmaps.com it's a letter x by the way onxmaps.com or on x off-road in the app store and we'll give you 20 percent off type in the code racer x all one word lowercase racer x 20 percent off so the people like you that don't take normal vacations we each yeah well it came back to bite me because uh what happened was we were at uh, the america's oldest pub in downtown boston friday or thursday night for southwick and uh, my daughter was walking down the stairs and twisted her foot and broke it. Um, so Thursday night, I was actually at the ER in Boston. Then we stayed in Boston one more night. And then I headed over to Southwick on Friday. And I knew that the hiking with the crutches and walking boot was probably not going to happen. Did she fall? Expected. Did she fall or just Didn't like... Didn't even fall. Who knows? fall. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to be I wanted to be mad. She's probably listening to me right now. I wanted to be mad about it. But then I, oddly, as soon as I get to the track on Friday... Uh, Josh, who is the guy that helps us in our um, announcer's booth, he had literally done the exact same thing Friday morning. I get there, and I'm like, oh, it was a rough night. I was at the hospital. My daughter, she broke her foot. They're like, hey, Josh isn't here today. He broke his foot, and they broke the same thing, the the fifth metatarsal, the like outermost, almost like your pinky of your toe. Um, and I'm like, how did he do it? They're like just stepping out of the trailer, and I'm like, all right, I guess it's doable then. Who knew? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the bummer for her is um, – that the rest of her summer is not going to probably go to plan. Not going to be any swimming or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, put a damper on our plans. I and mean, we still made the most of it, but we didn't need on-ice maps. I'll tell you that. Okay. All right. And yeah. then uh, what about the new Kawasaki SR? Yeah, this is hilarious. So I'm a closet uh, car guy. I don't mm-hmm. actually purchase uh, exotic ones until that, you know, last couple of weeks where I just emptied the bank account yeah. and bought a yeah. uh, six-year-old Mazda 3. Uh, but one of the car sites that i go to the drive.com i see a headline that says kawasaki goes all in with a ready to race parts special kx 450 sr this is not a motocross site this is a car website so good pr by cali they, they break the bike down and they tell you what's better about it the x-trig clamps the uh factory derived a-kit suspension did you know the outer fork tubes feature showa's dimp plush texture mm. dimp plush no yep dimp plush texture a wave-like finish to retain an oil film for smoother action in the forks. Uh, and the shock uses feedback from Kawasaki's factory race team, including a larger axle, and the Unitrack ratios are changed to match the A-kit shock. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I looked it up. So the bike is $12,699, which sounds like a lot, but that's only 2300 more than the regular KX450. I think eight kit alone would put you at twenty three hundred or, or more or more than that, right? Is that yeah. probably like three grand? Yep. Yeah, and then you're getting a pro circuit pipe, you're getting ported and polished head, extra clamps, Renthal stuff, graphics. Yeah, it's an awesome deal. And to my point about McElrath, he was on a Yamaha, but like, you this doesn't exist in other sports. Like this bike, you could take 
to a race and compete at the highest level. So Kawasaki.com, check it out. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, all right, 250 class, Millville. Well, Hunter Lawrence should have went 1-1. Did we get his crash? Do we have it anywhere? So nope. I don't, nobody got it? No, we did finally see it. I don't know if oh, you did, really? JT. We oh, did finally find it at okay. our uh, post-race show. Um, those three jumps in the back, um, the very first one, I think he was trying to try to stay inside to not hit a lap right guy. Before, and, right? It was like sweeper. Like um, sweeper leading up to it, and they like scrubbed over it. Yeah, so it's where uh, RJ made passes in the first moto. Yep. He basically washed the front up the face of it. Like you see right, him go right. toward the jump, and he just doesn't come over the top of the jump. You're like, where did he go? Uh, yeah. And even I guess Jacob didn't even see him because Jacob was looking all over the place trying to figure out where is he. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, Hunter, you know, just taking on the chin, he admitted he was. He's like, I was pretty tired at that point. Um, so I was like, great. Now I really got to charge because Joe's right behind me. Uh, he admitted he was pretty tired, but yeah, all right. He didn't get the one-one. I guess for points, it's a six-point swing at him and Jacob. But he did the job, man. He did it. Yeah, he, he showed those dudes what's up. Yep, we thought he would be battling some ribs and be kind of uh, you know struggle a little bit. Uh, but he was the fastest qualifier. Uh, he came from the back to win Moto One. Second Moto, he was gone except for that little tip over. Uh, yeah, quite a quite a performance, JT. It was a real statement. Um, you know, uh, he grabs back control of this thing. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Weech. He got the job done, but he was not thrilled with himself, and he also did a little bit of damage to his ribs again, too. So he was in he was in pain after the second moto. He was in pain after the race, getting worked on. So I think he was bummed on losing that six-point swing, and I think he was also bummed on taking a step back health-wise that he's now going to have to deal with this week again I, you know I, I think he was hoping to slowly get better nagging injury goes away he continues to improve and now takes a little bit of a, a step the wrong direction on the on the injury side wow oh, but he, i mean lars said he took a wrong st- a step in the wrong direction after southwick too um with the crash and the ribs and he i'm just saying i it. talked to him and he was like eh. i yeah. was like are you all right he's like uh i i, I he wouldn't even answer like he yeah. was he, he's not feeling great so, I mean, you can you can shrug it off if you want. I'm well, he wasn't saying. he wasn't feeling great coming into this race as per his team manager, and he worked these guys. And so, I, understand. I but if you're if you're I, going to say that I'm wrong in saying that he hurt his ribs in that crash, and I don't know what to do with that, I'm just telling you. He, I mean, he was getting worked on for. I understand. I understand. Forty five minutes. Okay. After okay. The but he, I get it. I, I'm not doubting that. But this was all the issues coming into this race, and he worked these guys. So I'm gonna just think, like Washugal, which is not that rough. Uh, but I'm saying he's worse than when he came into this race is what I'm telling you. Like he, he is, if you, if you looked at his physical condition, the first moto and his physical condition after the second moto, he is now worse. So hopefully he's still fine. Hopefully I'm just saying he is not, he was not as, as physically healed after the second moto than he was before the first moto. So we'll just have to see what that looks like. Yeah, I, I. Well, it's fine. His team manager also told uh, told you that he's a tough son of a bitch. So yeah. we're good. He did. He did say that. I. Uh, I'm not worried. He he showed these guys what was up, and yeah, what a what a what a statement for sure. Um, great, Plus, those job. guys were uh, our point last week was not only was he a little banged up, but these guys had blood in the water, right? And they went for it. Like I feel like those guys were riding. I mean, they were going all out. Like yeah. that moto was yep. spectacular. You can't. My, my only point, my only point of that, Steve, is we saw what it looked like at Southwick, and he was nowhere near 
what he was at Spring Creek. So I just don't know what that looks like. Did he take a step back towards Southwick? Is the only que- is the only thing I'm saying because he was not the same guy at those two weekends. Is really my only point. I think uh, I think if you're Mitch Payton, you're pretty pissed about Joe Shimoda losing that moto. You just you just can't can't lose that moto. Really? Yeah, you can't. Okay. You, 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 Fifteen. I mean, laps. he's trying. I, oh, trying. I know, I know, I know. But obviously, you know, fitness is where it came in into play. Uh, and I think you're you're pissed. You're not you're not happy that you got. You know, he had a nice lead. Hunter has been better all year long, but Joe did win a moto, and you know that's it. The, the, this is it. The guy's on the ropes. A little bit, let's say, and you can't get it done. Um, not a, not a great job, I think, for Joe. I think you'd be pissed if you're Mitch. Um, and then Joe goes two three on the day. Cooper did. Cooper got that second overall with Hunter's crash, so that was good. But um, yeah, Cooper admitted he was a little bit smoked too at Southwick from Southwick, right? Yeah, he told me yeah. Southwick was yep. was definitely he, first motive. He's like, I was not. I couldn't go. Um, and I think second motor he's happier. Like he ramped it up a little bit, but obviously he wasn't going to beat Hunter uh, if Hunter hadn't gone down. So that certainly didn't make him happy either. But um, yeah, I'll take the six points. But um, I, I know what you're saying, Steve. Like it, in the end, if you're battling for the title and you got a six second lead by the time Hunter gets to second in moto one, I mean, if you're the team, you're going to be like, you got to win that moto, man. You got to win that moto. Well, yeah, that was and, Joe, and, yeah. and he's won motos before, so it's not like some kid got it. You know, he's a, he's a veteran already. Yeah, right? he's won before, yeah. so he knows what to do. And yep, yeah, and I, I think if you're, yeah, these guys want to beat Hunter, right? He's 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 hurting. He's coming in, and <laughs> none of these guys responded. Like they just, I feel yeah. like they were trying. Like, oh yeah, no, I, yeah, the I get it. Ten laps of that moto, you can tell all those guys are like, "This is my shot." Yeah, and they knew Hunter was behind them, and he beat them all. And it was actually summed up best JT by uh, RJ. He summed it up to you on the podium. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're all trying to to beat this guy, and they're all bummed out. You know, I, I didn't get the the feeling from Justin that he was bummed out as much as RJ was bummed out. Um, I don't so know. He Justin crushed him. Crushed him. It, he did. Yeah, yeah. He was very <laughs> transparent with that. I just never. I don't know if that's just the personality thing, but I. I don't think I've ever gotten the feeling from Justin Cooper. He was just like, yeah, man, that sucked there. He was just a lot better than me. That, that hurt me mentally. Like, I don't, maybe that's just not who he is or who, what he's going to share with us. But RJ certainly made it very clear that he was like, damn it. Like I could beat him. And then he passed me and pulled away. And that wasn't very fun to stomach. No. And second moto bad start for RJ kind of just worked his way up to sixth. Um, yeah, just. I, but like for, if you're Hunter, you have to be like, guys, you can't be surprised. Before I crashed in the first turn, I was clearly better than all of you. And now, when I'm okay again, I'm clearly better than all of you still. You know? Like, yeah, that's from Hunter's perspective. You know? And I, I think objectively, I could say the same thing. Like, he was a lot better than all of them. He was a lot better than all of them in the Supercross. He won all the overalls leading up to it. And then now that things are normal again, he's back to his winning ways. Yeah. Yeah, but the theory was last week that they're all like, oh, I got a second shot at it, and they're going to be blood in the water, more motivated, riding better than ever. But they maybe did ride better, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think, and, and I don't know, Hayden Deegan, 5'8 on the day. Just got up front, not up front, but got a good start in Moto 1, and you're like, okay, it's on, it's good. This track's similar to Red Bud, which he won on. So you're like, okay, all is right in the world, like, 
looking good. And then he just kind of went to fifth and second moto just kind of stayed there. Um, I wonder if he was shot from Southwick too or what. Did anybody talk to Brian or Hayden or anybody? Like it wasn't a good day. No, he just put a Instagram post up that said pro motocross is no joke. And I got my ass kicked. Yeah. So I don't, which is cool. Do we, yeah. Fair enough. Do we yeah. think there's, do we think there's anything to just some of these tracks? He hasn't ridden very much. I think there's a lot to it. I mean, I think that's why we had reservations going into the season. He is a rookie. And then when you're the points leader, the whole lens and expectations change, but to expect him to be amazing in every moto, which very few rookies ever are, they usually have ups and downs. A lot of times the long season, they wear down. Um, I think, I think because of the points lead, the expectations were probably getting a little unrealistic that he's going to be amazing every week. I kind of, so, yeah, I think with, it's a big factor. Yeah. yeah I kind of felt the same with Vial. It's like there are weekends where it's going to work and there are other weekends where it's just, it's going to show that he has never ridden these tracks and the guys he's racing against have raced them a lot. You wonder if you wonder oh which ones Hayden hasn't ridden though I you know these top level amateurs they travel around they do all these races like you know I wonder which ones he hasn't ridden on I don't know I'm, I'm yeah, just true. I'm just wondering a lot of these guys race the national tracks uh, at his level but either way yeah very very weird day uh, Kitchen fifth Kitch got good starts for once and then he went down in Moto one yeah he tipped over in Moto one that wasn't great. Uh, Tom Vial six five. I think I think Vial's been great. I, I mean I I don't you know obviously the win in in Southwick is, is phenomenal, but take even take away the win, I I think he's been well maybe not great then, very good and he he will he be winning. He was races. expecting to come in and be like podium win this weekend. I'm just telling you, like he did. So like based off Southwick, I have to yes, huh. and comments after Southwick and. I think based off of that, he was not happy with this weekend. And that's where I have to then look at, okay, why wasn't he very good this weekend? And that's all I can really come up with is like, you you got to ride the track for 20 minutes and then you have to go beat guys that have ridden here a lot. Yeah. And they know where the lines are going to shape and they know how it's going to go and they know bike settings, they know all that stuff. And you've got to make up all of that gap. Not only do you have to be better than them, you have to fill in all of these unanswered questions and not only do you have to learn the track, first off, you have to figure out where the jumps are and then remember that. But you have to know where the these you know little lines are going to come in and where you can stay low in sections and all. It's just so much nuance to it. It's it's a really tough ask. Yeah, I think next year is his year, just like it was supposed to be for Hayden. <laughs> it yeah. didn't turn out that way, but in my mind, it was Vial and D- Deegan really going to be podium and race winners next year. You know. Um, but yeah, either way, I, I think Vial's race was fine. One moto, uh, second moto, he worked his way up. He was he was coming up late and charging hard. It was good. It was good to see. Um, Voland was eighth, and he was down in the first turn in moto one and came all the way up to tenth. Great ride for Maximus. Really, really great yeah. ride. Uh, like I said, down the first turn, and then uh, second moto seventh. So yeah. 10-7, 8th overall, you're going to look at that and be like, eh, whatever. But, man, first moto, he was great. He passed uh, – He's racing He's racing for a ride right now, so he's got to do it. Passed 13 guys in the first lap after he got up from being dead last. Uh, so, good job on that. Um, Forkner came back. Quiet day for Forkner, 11-9. God, he's been on a long time. <laughs> look at that. He's been on a long time. So, Dude, I think you take 11-9 for sure. Yeah, I agree, right? He wasn't getting 
you know, it wasn't horrible. Like that's, I was impressed. Nope, I think uh, yeah, I agree. I went, I went to go talk to him after the race, but he was gone. Uh, but I did want to get his thoughts on how he thought he did and how how it went. Right. Uh, Jalik Swole eight fourteen. I think Jalik went down in Moto two early because he was way back early on. Um, Daxton Bennett. He uh, oh. Jalik and I was just gonna go off their Instagram post, but oh. Forkner basically said like I'll take this all day, kind of thing. Like no yeah. problem, I'm happy with it. And then uh, Jalik said somebody hit his arm, like his bad arm, and it went completely numb in the second moto. So he was having a hard time with that. Daxon uh-huh. Bennick, uh fourteen ten. You think you think when he was coming up on Hayden in Moto two, like you think he was like, I'm not gonna pass him? No, I think he would want to pass him. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unless he's been specifically told not to. Right. I think just as a just like he's trying to prove himself, you know? Like he would want to pass him. Pierce Brown came back as well. He should have went like nine ten or nine eleven, but his seat fell off at the end of the moto. So he was. Oh, yeah. So that. Oh, was... so it happens to those gas cast bikes. It's not just me. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, no, it is you. I thought it, it I've been blaming you. myself. It's not my fault. But now, no, no it's continue not my to fault. do that. Continue nope, to do that. Not my fault. Nope. Uh, yeah. So Pierce Brown would have been would have had a better day coming back, also from injury. But yeah, uh, seat fell off. Um, and then uh, Ryder D, good starts, and then backwards, man. Not a good day for Ryder D. Was not probably stoked on it. So I, when you picked him for fantasy, I was like, man, maybe I'm just wrong. But I've seen this, I've seen him do this quite a bit this season. Like, get up there, race really good pace, and then it's just a slow grind to the back. And I, I don't know, I don't know what to do with that. Well, he's gone. Nine eight. He's got has that ninths and eighths and elevens and a fifth and an eighth. You know, so he's had some good races, but yeah, lately it's not been good. I don't know what's been going on, but I think officially uh, he's he's gone fourteen fourteen thirteen thirteen twelve fifteen in his last few motos. Yeah, that's just what I remember. I just right. remember the like, man, he's going really fast. And then I look at the results and I'm like, huh, okay, yeah. good starts. Starts are there and all of that, but yep. yeah. Um, Seth Hamaker had a brutal day. Just brutal. Uh, down in the first turn with Folan and some other guys and was the last guy to get up and was way back and then came up to 19th and then second moto was also way back. Uh, he was 29th after moto one after the last – and he came to 11th. So Seth Hamaker definitely uh, got the most passes, I think, of the, on the day. Yeah, I picked him with Tennessee. Didn't yeah. go well. No. Uh, Braswell was up there in moto two and then he just ate crap coming down um, uh, after Mount Martin. And just cartwheeled. Came into the mechanics area. They did some bike repairs. They ripped off a front fender, and he went back out there. So that was cool. Like yeah. I mean, you, you knew he was hurting. So when he went back out with no front fender, I was like, "Well, this moto's done." Yeah. Like, it's so incredibly difficult to do anything without a front fender. Um. Well, I got a quote from him, and this is all you need to know from Caden Braswell fans. Okay. Yep. From the press release. Out here at Spring Creek, it was a beautiful day. God gave us some great <laughs> weather this weekend. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Yep. I love that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he is a trip. Uh, Kilroy came back, got good starts, 17-18. Still battling some injuries from his crash a little while ago. I was in the club truck, uh, and then March Banks and Phil were just making fun of him. So, of course. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, Talviku from Estonia came back. He DNF, second motor, he crashed, I think, rode to the mechanics area. Uh, Hardy was up there for a little bit and then went backwards or crashed or something, did whatever Hardy does. Uh, and then, yeah, that's, 
Anything else? On uh, Washougal? On Millville? 250 class? Ronda, Ronda Washougal? I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, uh, anybody want to pick against Hunter to win this title? Because I do not. No. No. I like both. No. I like both Lawrence brothers to win this. You did? Oh, yeah. Oh, just looking good? Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. They just looking good? Okay. Yep. But uh, I think the streak ends this weekend. Yeah, he's crafty, though. Yeah, he I, is. I do agree he that Sexton's going to be really good at this track. I think it's one of Sexton's better tracks, and it's one of Jet's weaker tracks, which they both pretty much said that in the press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, but to JT's point from earlier in this podcast, sometimes Jet has a way of getting it done. Anyway, and I don't know if you guys have seen but we have had races before where Sexton was fast, but ended up costing mm. himself. Mm. Oh, really? Oh, okay. yeah. It has. There have been races that he sh- could have, should have won before and yep. didn't win. It, it sometimes this happens. Huh? Oh, yeah. You don't say. Poor, poor Brock Glover, who does the press conferences now. He even used. He even said you had an uncharacteristic crash there. I saw you push the front, and I'm just like, oh, you're being so generous right now. Yeah. You're being so nice. You're being so nice. Yeah, and, so uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I do think he might be the better guy, but I don't know. I don't know if he wins. It'll be really fun, though. I'm just glad we actually have something here. Yeah, we got a big, uh, big Blue Crew thing on press day on Friday. Yep. You know, so Weed, you gonna be there? I will be there. Yep. And then a live show. Live show at the track Friday night. Yeah, yeah Washougal. Yep. And yep. Uh, that'll I'm be going on at Washougal. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And then Sunday, Sunday Alpine Star Ride Day at Washougal. And Kiefer and I will be riding Sexton and Lawrence's bikes. Oh, as part of the Alpine Stars thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know this. Uh, so, Kevin's going to be there as well. I didn't shoot. If I had known you guys were going, I, I maybe Kellen just wants to go. I was like, well, we better have someone from Racer X there. Wow, I didn't know this. Yeah. Jeez. So, you know, we're going to get some lap times on those guys on Saturday and then some lap times on Kiefer and I on Sunday. And kind of see oh, where really? see where we would place, yeah. Where you stack up, yeah, yep. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Uh, and then Weege, and then your son Weege, he uh, he survived the the race with with your wife. Yeah, he's still with us. Yeah, um, yeah. This is cool. One of his buddies wanted to have a birthday party um, at a motocross track, Top Gun MX Firehouse, and I was like, well, that's the Saturday at Millville. And to make things worse, I'm not even going to be there the week before because I'm on vacation. So. The dad came picked up the bike on July 4th. We were watching fireworks while lo- loading a bike in a gear bag. And I'm like, well, if you bring the bike and gear bag to the track, my wife can bring Lane. Um, and I don't think she was very stoked on this, to be honest. Um, and there was a lot of fears, a lot of fear leading into this. And then uh, some updates I was getting on text on Saturday morning, a lot of worries. We did break down photos. The track was lined with these dangerous looking stakes that look like they go right through a person and oh, i was really sweating it yeah but i broke the photos down and i want to commend top gun mx for purchasing those uh, cherubis track stakes the official track stakes that are designed to bend because i was going to have to decide was i going to lie and say oh yeah those are actually safer than they look luckily they actually are they had the real deal um Got but you. yeah there's a lot of worries a lot of worries yeah yep. <laughs> Your wife, just every day, every day, something is going to kill her children. Every day. Well, I mean, you guys remember the wall of death. Yeah. No, absolutely. How can we forget? No, absolutely. We forget the wall of death. So, yeah, that was uh, quite an experience. I was just trying to keep up with that during our qualifying show on Saturday. Um, First time she ever took him to the track. And um, I guess he had a good time, and he's okay. So we survived. 
Also, I heard Ricky said he hadn't, had, he hadn't been back there since his last national. That's surprising. Yeah. Yeah, and same thing. He hasn't yeah, been to Unadilla yeah. either. Yeah, hasn't been there since 07. Well, Unadilla, yeah. Unadilla I, was... I get. <laughs> Unadilla, I understand. <laughs> he's, no one's he hanging is, out. He still, he's still surprised they're letting him in to Unadilla. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess Unadilla's not one. He's going to be like, you know what? I got a free weekend for kicks. So he's go back and check out some races. He's doing Unadilla, like he is. Yeah, that's yes. Yeah. Okay. So he's in Unadilla. Yeah. Okay. We have Stu back this weekend for Rushugal, and then both Stu and RC for Unadilla. But oh. uh, yeah, he had not been to Millville since yeah. uh, 2007. Right. His last. His last race. Um, huh, crazy. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you to uh, to you guys. Thank you to folks at uh, Renthal and uh, Maxis, and uh, yeah, many. Cobalinks, motorsport.com, Onyx Maps, Kawasaki, SR guys as well. Uh, all right, that's that's uh, that's Millville. That's a wrap. We'll go. Uh, we'll see you guys at Washougal. Uh We should tell fans to come to this live show. Is that uh, oh? Is that or, or how does that work? Yeah, I, is that a track thing? How does that work? Yeah, Ten Barrel is helping. Uh, it's the same as last year. It'd be by the Beer Gardens. Uh, yeah. Yamaha's helping out. Ten Barrel is helping out. We're gonna have some special guests. Big Bird is gonna be there. Big Bird. Larry freaking Ward. Making his, Sesame Street, Big Bird? No. No, the other one. Uh, okay. Making his return to, I don't know when's the last time he went to a national. Uh, so he's he'll be there. And, uh, yeah, Bradshaw and, and RV and all these guys. So looking forward yeah, to so it. Yeah, so fans, come on out. Should be should be fun time. Friday night, I think 730 we're going to do it. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Come so, on out, everybody. It was we're, a fun this time. This is the only one we do for outdoors and the only one we do out of track. Yeah. So thanks to 10 Barrel. And it was fun to do it last year. It was a great time. The fans really <laughs> – Really, it was awesome. It. So um, that was cool. We had the chef. Is Kitch, Kitch going to come? I don't know if Kitch. Uh, Kitch was hurt, right? So I don't know if Kitch can. Yeah, we got to reach out to Kitch and see what's happening. Stop with the Kitch thing. Stop. He's not Kitch. <laughs> oh, so he's but not da- Kitch. But Danger Zone's good. That's not a nickname. That's just a thing that happens. Oh, well, can you he stop? Gets you in the da- his his name is not Dylan Danger Zone Ferrandis. He just gets you in the Danger Zone. Yeah, but that's. Really bad, and you won't stop. <laughs> well, we haven't used it much this year. I guess. No, you have. I think I, I've only heard it once. We tried. I, I think JT. <laughs> I proposed it, it a couple times. Yeah, you yeah. did. JT it. did. Was it coming? No, no. Well, I got breaking news. I'm just on YouTube right now. Mm. There is another motocross. I have not heard of them, but there's another motocross. I guess they do media. It's called Vital MX. I've not heard of it. Okay. Uh, they have an interview with Phil Nicoletti. Are you familiar with him? Yeah. The thumbnail says, I sucked. I have no fitness. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's the thumbnail. Yeah. I sucked. I have no fitness. Well, he's got no base. He says he can't build his base because he's too tired and then he has to recover and he's got no base and then it's just he can't ride. And then he said it's a circle of like fuckery, he told me. <laughs> so it's, it's circle of getting being fucked or fuckery. I don't remember what the word he used, but he's basically he, can't, he has to rest during the week. Because he's so tired from the weekend, then he can't build a base, and then we're back where we are. So, Great. yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, poor Phil. Uh, I, I don't know. I think he likes Washugo though. I think Washugo is one of his tracks that he likes. So maybe. maybe wait, 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 wait. Also on YouTube, I was looking for the comments on the Twisted T Best Post Race Show because you said the fans have been begging for you to be on it. Yeah. No. There's there's a lot of buzz at the track about why I haven't been on these. Mathis Dang can no longer call this the best show. The dude is a tool. He thinks he's funny, but he's just loud and opinionated, and no one cares. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying okay. that's what the fans right. say. Well, okay, I'm just. He's not wrong. 
Okay, that that's fine. But I got a, I got an Instagram that said uh, I heard people all around the facility was wondering if Pulp MX would be oh, in the oh. post race show. Really? Yeah, they, they were chanting it. Yeah, yeah. People yes. all around the facility. All around the facility. <laughs> yep. All around the facility. That's what I like heard. A, like at the vendor stand, like people getting a snow cone. Yeah. Hey, anybody know Bathurst is going to be on the post race show? Yeah. <laughs> the the worst thing I saw this weekend was Mister our friend Mister Side. He's talking to Dave Janolfi from One Hundred Percent. And I don't know, lining up an interview or something. And then I, I'm standing there, and uh, Mr. Side's like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't ask for anything normally. Like, look at these glasses. They're my, they're my welding glasses, like sunglasses. They, they're my work. No, they're my work sunglasses. Look how bad they are. But I don't ask for anything. I don't. I just wear these. I don't ask for anything. And it's like Janothi goes, "I'll get you some glasses." And I'm like, "No, don't." I'm like, "He just, he just set you up." I'm like, you know, like, oh, poor me. I don't ask Let for anything. Let him have some glasses, man. No, I, listen, man. That's fine. He can have some glasses, but don't act like you don't, you're don't. you not asking for glasses. Just ask for glasses. Well, don't. He's, I'm sure he probably doesn't know how to go about it. Like, he doesn't want to be a mooch, but. Well, he was. He was mooch side. hard on the guy. He takes him off his so head and, like, shows him to Dave and then, like, moves him around. Like, they are. They And they look like they look like gas station sunglasses. They look bad. But don't be so mean to dark side. I'm not being mean. Just ask Janofi for glasses. Don't pull the whole "woe is me," Mister Side. That's what I was telling him. But don't don't pull this. You're better than this. So it was it was terrible. But Dave Dave gave him glasses, so he's all set. But he should have just asked for him. So. Yeah, Another comment here on YouTube says, "Bring back the bottom line show." Oh, there we go. There I we can go. Support that. <laughs> there we go. There, there, there was at Millville when I was sitting in the sand whoops with toy. Toy motorcycles. I was in the middle of the sand whoops, and we were—I was playing with like making jumps and whoops and everything. Good times. All right. Uh, thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Thanks everybody for listening. See you. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.